Welcome to the Rough Places into Level Ground podcast, where we'll be studying various scriptures and their application to our lives. And as we come to God's Word, He promises to lead us in ways we do not know, in paths that we have not known, and to turn our darkness into light and rough places into level ground. Welcome to today's study. I'm Jackie Burns, and I'll be your host. The power of song is spoken to us in the pages of Scripture, the power to restore and speak into our souls. Each of us can most likely attest to the power of song in our own lives to awaken feelings and renew us. Music is not blocked by our thoughts, but reaches to a place far beyond. Before Moses' death, God commanded him to write a song to the people, and in today's podcast, our study will be about this song, the Song of Moses. Welcome to today's study, The Song That Remains. Today we're going to look at Deuteronomy 32 and the song that Moses wrote to the people, the song God commanded him to write. But before we dig into the scripture, I want to share with you about a man named Clive Waring and his experience with music and song. Clive is a former musicologist and musician who developed a brain infection that resulted in the loss of his memory. It resulted in his only being able to remember anything for a few seconds, having no memory of the past and no connection to the future. Clive was able to play the keyboard and sing, and it was music that helped him to overcome the overwhelming despair of the amnesia. Each note connecting to the one before and to the one to follow music did what Clive no longer could. It allowed him to experience continuity. It allowed him to be connected. They say that Clive experienced an incredible aloneness, fear, and lostness. But through this agony was threaded music and song. And in these moments, Clive experienced relief. Music is like faith connecting us to the composer of all song, connecting us to the past, the present, and the future, connecting us to God. Anything that we physically create can be destroyed, but if we have a song about it, that song will remain. Now Moses died right after the completion of his song, and he left his people. But the song he wrote, the song he taught them, the words of God remain. Before we begin today's study, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give thanks to you, the creator of all song and all music. Your words and song give us strength and guidance through all times and any circumstances we may face. We ask your blessings and guidance upon our study. In Jesus' name, amen. Now today's study is on Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses one through 43. But we're going to read together verses 1 through 18. But please go back and read all of Deuteronomy 32. Here now is the word of our Lord. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop 
as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, and ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness, and without inequity, just and upright is he. They have dealt corruptly with him. They are no longer his children, because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you, your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his allotted heritage. He found him in a desert land, and in the howling waste of the wilderness he encircled him, he cared for him, he kept him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with honey out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock, curds from the herd, and milk from the flock, with fat of the lambs, rams of Bashan and goats, with the very finest of wheat, and he drank foaming wine made from the blood of the grape. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, he grew fat, stout, and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him, and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. They stirred him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons that were no gods, to gods they had never known, to new gods that had come recently, whom your fathers had never dreaded. You were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. As we go back and look at the Lord's Word, the Song of Moses has as its focus the relationship between God and his people. It was a song Moses was to teach the people before his death. It was words conveyed in song that God wanted the people to learn, to sing, and to remember. The song begins with a call for all to listen. But what is it in this song that God wants his people to hear and to know and to remember? If God wants to ensure the people learn and remember these words, they must carry great significance for us. Moses is teaching the truths of God and his greatness. He's telling us that our God is totally reliable and faithful to us. He's our rock steady, strong, totally dependable, able and wanting to sustain us through every circumstance we may encounter. Our God is unshakable. All his ways are just, and in him is no inequity. 
In Him, our total trust can be placed, and He will never let us down. This is so very important for us to understand and internalize deep inside for the times when life is turned upside down and pulls us under with it. God wants us to know that we can cling to Him no matter what happens. We can totally trust in Him. He watches out for us, and our God will never fail. As we read on, Moses also is telling us that the people will be unfaithful to God. Moses says in verse 6, Is not he your father who made you and establishes you, who knows you beyond what anyone ever will? Why would we ever want to be unfaithful to this God, to not follow and obey him? to not want Him in every part of our lives, to not totally depend on Him above all else. It really makes us stop and think. When we turn from God as the focus of our lives, what is it that we turn to? What is it that we ever think can offer us more than our God? In verse 7, Moses is calling on the people to remember When we remember all our God has done for his people, all our God will do, wants to do, promises to do, has done for us in the ultimate gift of his son, and all our God truly is, it changes our perspective on our lives. It gives us hope and joy beyond what anything else can ever give us. To such a large extent, we are what we remember. And what we remember colors our thoughts and our actions. What is it that we remember? God told Moses to write this song, and songs remain after all else is gone. God wants us to remember all he is, all we are in him. He is our God, deserving of our loyalty, a God who will always be loyal to us, regardless of what we do. Moses goes on to describe God's protective care, wanting the people to remember how God cared for, cares, and will care for them and us. In verse 10 is a beautiful description of God finding the people in a desert land, in the howling waste of the wilderness, encircling and caring for them, keeping them as an apple of his eye, providing for them. We like the Israelites, can count on our God to find us in whatever wilderness or wasteland we may find ourselves. Our God encircles us, cares for, and provides for us. Moses goes on to describe how the people forsook God, telling us that when the people were doing well, they turned from their God, and warning us that there is danger that when we're doing well, We too may forget our God when we think we're strong and think we're self-sufficient. In verse 18, Moses tells us, You forgot the God who gave you birth. And Moses lets us know this matters to God. What we do matters to God. And our forgetting him angers him. Moses lets us know that we too, like the Israelites, can and will forget God's centrality in our lives. And God's affected by what we do. And he always wants us back. 
although he doesn't spare us the consequences of turning from him. J. Orr was a Baptist Christian minister, author, and hymn writer, and he explains that it is important for us to know this, to know that we can offend and anger God, because where there's no recognition of offense, there's no need for or appreciation of forgiveness. We have a God that saves us and restores us from wherever we've fallen, a God that forgives us, not because we deserve it, but because of who our God is. When we reject, forget, turn from our God, our rock, strength, ultimate source of comfort, protection, and guidance, we are easily then defeated by all that is less than our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anything that threatens us in this world is far, far less than our God. As we come to the end of the Song of Moses, he tells us that God will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants when he sees that their power is gone. In verse 39, God through Moses tells us, There is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. And Moses tells us, Our God will cleanse his people's land. Our God will restore everything that is his, everything and everyone that sin has tainted and threatened. Chris Wright, an Old Testament scholar, says that God's grace is suffused with pity when God sees the utter destitution of his people, the mess that humans make of things. And Moses concludes by telling his people, to take to heart his words as he points them in the direction of the faithfulness to God. The Song of Moses finishes by saying to the people and to us that the words of this song are not empty, but are our very life. Our God and all that he is expressed in this song is to guide us to greater faith, greater obedience, and remembrance and the realization of all our God is. The words of song have the ability to sink deep within us, and we all need to remember and let the words of this song sink deep within us, for the song of Moses is the truth of God. The song of Moses is to point us to God, to knowing his ways, and to give us the keys to life. God commanded Moses to write this song, a song that would remain when all else is gone. Just as the words of song broke through Clive Waring's amnesia to connect the words of the past, present, and future, God's words connect us to our past, present, and future and make us part of eternity with him. God's words in the song of Moses let us know that we will stumble and fall in this life and in our relationship with God. And no matter what, we are always connected to God's love, care, faithfulness, renewing, restoring, and his desire for us to return to him, not because of who we are or anything we do, but simply because of who our God is. When you cannot remember the good, when you lose your way, when like Clive Waring, you experience times of despair and can no longer connect the pieces that life 
may fall in. Sing. Sing to God and call upon the words in the Song of Moses. Until next time, praise God and God bless. Thanks for joining us.